Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket. Goldfinger. Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Washington Wizards on Friday night by a score of 102-95 to at the Verizon Center. Uh, it was a very enjoyable game. It was a nationally televised ESPN game. I think one of five on the season for the Raptors. Uh, and just a very entertaining game, really, like throughout, like... Um, just if you're a fan of basketball, especially Eastern Conference basketball, like Western Conference is a lot of free-flowing, whatever, fast-paced, whatever. Eastern Conference basketball is all about, you know, playing tough defense, getting to the hole, um, making adjustments, and basically trying to find a way to win, uh, not outshoot your opponent. Uh, and there's a difference there, but very enjoyable Eastern Conference uh, game. Um, Dwayne Casey said I had a playoff feel. I wouldn't say that much, but uh, the Wizards fans, which are pretty much known for, you know, not showing up and being very quiet and loving Chick-fil-A more than anything else. Like, they have, they have the basically the pizza-pizza problem that the Raptors had for a long time, um, except their team is good now and they still love Chick-fil-A more. But um, anyway, it was, a, it was a fun game, really, and both teams really got up to play. Um, a lot of adjustments coming back and forth between Dwayne Casey and uh, Scott Brooks. Um but, you know, ultimately, Casey kind of found enough solutions on the stretch. Casey also had the balls uh, to play um, his best players on the stretch. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll just I'll start at the beginning of the game. The Raptors came out lethargic. Actually, let me just crack this beer right quick. Hold on. It's, it's pretty late. I'm just, I gotta... um, yeah, so the Raptors, you know, they uh, they did not come out with requisite energy. Uh, they were down like 18 to 4. Uh, it was it was looking rough. Like you know, it, I mean, it was just total failure from the team as a whole. Like uh, people not picking up shooters, um, just giving a wide open threes, being beat to loose balls, which shouldn't happen when you have Valanciunas and Ibaka out there. Um, and on the other end, the Raptors just couldn't score. Like they weren't getting good looks. Um, and even when they were, they were breaking them. Raptors are 0 of 7 from deep in the first quarter. Luckily, the bench came in and kind of righted the ship a little bit. DeMar also early on was, you know, holding down the offense for the team. But just overall, not a great effort. Valanciunas, especially, like, picking up two fouls in the first two minutes. Of course, marching Gortat sunned him a little bit. JV did get revenge later, though. So, you know, I'll give him credit there. But just a lot of things didn't go well for that starting unit. The bench comes in, stabilizes things, goes on like a 15 to 4 run. You know what the bench does and, and naturally the Raptors are able to pull back into control of this game. Um the bench doing a huge service there in terms of just um not allowing the game to get even more lopsided and get away from them in the first half and then giving the Raptors the lead uh by with a 32 to 20 second quarter. A couple highlights there. Um Van Vliet was very aggressive going to the rim. 
Um, he only shot two of nine, but like just hit the fact that he was willing to go to the basket was huge. Another guy that was making an impact despite the fact that he shot two of nine was Siakam, who uh, was getting there in transition, was missing a couple of shots going towards the rim. Um, Hubie Brown, I, I watched the ESPN broadcast because I saw it uh, on, on League Pass. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Siakam, he had this, you know, Hubie pointed out the fact that Siakam was kind of drifting away from the basket instead of trying to go straight to it. Uh, and, you know, that is a, that's a very astute observation from um, one of the best observers of the game, Hubie Brown, man, very underrated. Um, but, um, yeah, anyway, just, uh, but Siakam's energy level really did pick up, and, and it helped spark the team as a whole. Um, surprisingly, Bebe came in and gave them some minutes. It was a weird game, man. I mean, like, OG was, was out with ankle injury. Apparently, he was wearing, like, a protective boot and stuff. I don't know if that was super serious, but still, that's not a good sign. Norman Powell comes in, and look, man, Norm, I, I want to love you, but, bro, it, it's it's really tough. It's really tough. Like, minus 16 and 17 minutes is a really tough look without scoring a single basket. It's a tough look. One rebound, one assist, giving up looks to Beal, tough look. So, um, and, you know, with JV in foul trouble, and then also with Pirtle having getting off to a slow start because he was getting bodied by Yama Himni, which, bro, can we just not do this? Can we not be bodied by Yama Himni? I'm getting, like, Game 4 Pacers-Raptors uh, uh, 2016 playoff flashbacks when Jan dropped, like, a cool 24-12 and 12 on JV. But, um, yeah, anyway, so due to those circumstances... The Raptors had to go to a very unconventional lineup with Bebe and Malcolm Miller on the floor at the same time. Um, but I thought those two both handled it really well. Bebe especially. Like, I loved his effort when he came into the game. First off, Bebe was a plus 14 in seven minutes. He didn't play in the second half. That shows you the type of energy that he comes in with. And, you know, it's kind of hit or miss with Bebe. And, and you know, a, a couple of people were kind of taking it a little bit too far when they saw Bebe, you know, looking upset um, towards one of these at the end of the game. So a garbage game. I forget what it was during the Raptors' seven-game win streak. When he wasn't playing, but baby tonight very professional, very active. Like he was diving on the ball, uh, floor for loose balls and and getting all sorts of deflections at the rim. He was not credited for any blocks, but he definitely affected a couple of shots. Um, and then you know, offensive rebound, uh, uh, making the right passes to to guys who missed the three, but ultimately the right passes. You know what? That's baby is always going to be doing that. And then also just a. A hard and one finish, man. Like, you just rarely see Bebe go to the rim, but man shot three free throws in seven minutes, which, you know, is not that much for any other center, but uh, especially for someone like Bebe. Uh, seeing him physically go up through contests and really capitalize on a couple of small lineups from the, the Wizards because they don't really have, like, a big off the bench. Like, Mahimni only played 14 minutes and Gortat only played 24, so that left 10 minutes where they went really small with someone like Morris or, or, or uh, even Mike Scott. Um, shouts to the emoji god playing center, and so the Raptors really did capitalize on that. Um, and, and you know, Bebe was one of those guys, and then also Malcolm Miller, like you know, he was fine, he wasn't that impactful overall. Um, but you know, he did hit a corner three, like, that was the only shot he took, which is nice. Um, after the game, Dwayne Casey kind of told said, you know, like with OG out, he had to kind of decide between Miller and 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 Powell, and he said ultimately it wasn't really fair to Miller to throw him into. Uh, his first start guarding Beal, 
but that tells you how much the Raptors, you know, value a guy like Miller, uh, or especially relative to someone like Powell, who is struggling immensely. But yeah, Miller came and hit a three. The bench unit was doing well. Third quarter comes in, the Raptors get into a, uh, they extend their lead to about eight, nine points. A couple of uh, um, good sequences put together by the Raptors helped them get there. But then the Wizards kind of came back at them. And then the Wizards took the lead because the Raptors kept giving up offensive rebounds. Uh, 15 given up tonight. Uh, that was a concerted strategy by the Wizards to attack the boards in that scenario where the Raptors are weak, which is, you know, again, good coaching by Scott Brooks. But seriously, good coaching throughout by both teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Raptors able were able to retain that lead heading into the fourth quarter because C.J. Miles came into the game and just completely changed the complexion of it. He had two threes late in the third quarter to give the Raptors that lead. And most of it came against um, Mahimni, which, again, that's a good coaching by Dwayne Casey uh, to recognize that there's a slow plotting big out there. And so if you... Um, you know, if you have a guy like Miles, who is such a proficient guy in terms of catching and shooting, Miles was just playing a two-man game with Pirtle. Pirtle setting some great screens to get Miles down, um, just you know, just to cut off Miles's man. And then at that point, it's up to Pirtle's man, which is uh, Mahimni, to step up. And Mahimni's not a guy that likes to come out of the paint, so Miles is getting open shots. Miles is hitting open shots. Those two threes extended over to the fourth quarter, where Miles is starting to hit some tough ones, like. 30 feet, contested, off a screen, bang, bang, catch and shoot right in one motion. I mean, just Miles kind of morphed into Clay Thompson, and he kind of really gave the Raptors an edge there. But, you know, it was still a tight game going down the stretch, and Dwayne Casey had some decisions to make. He could put in Ibaka, who, you know, was not quite doing it. Valanciunas, uh, he was actually solid in the third quarter. He really did come... Well, actually, even in the second quarter, Valanciunas was pretty solid. Like, he, you know, he... The Wizards were trapping a lot in the, in the pick and roll, so Valanciunas got a couple passes in the lane, and he finished over some smaller guys. Again, like I said, the Wizards went with like a very small lineup, so uh, it was good for them to find JV and finish. Uh, and then, you know, JV also had some revenge on Gortat for once, which uh, he pump faked him in the air a little bit and then drove past him and dunked it on his face. Um, I like that nasty part about JV, man. I like that he's physical and he'll go in there and, and he's fearless. Uh, and then in the third quarter, he had a trailer three, which is which is nice. I mean, that's that's kind of the three that I really want to see out of JV is if he can consistently be the trailer and do that kind of like a Brook Lopez style. Because you know, uh, if if that if the opposing big can't sag all the way to the rim and and check like Lowry or DeRozan carting towards the basket, and then Lowry and DeRozan have a head of steam, then it changes the complexion of pretty much the Raptors' offense if, if Valanciunas' three is respected, but. Um, a, a solid stretch for them, but yeah, I mean, Dwayne Casey has some decisions to make. You know, how, how do we, how do I close this game? And you know, the Raptors have had all these issues closing games. Dwayne just went with whatever worked. Like you know, he went with Siakam and Miles um, alternating at the four spot. It helped that the Wizards were so small um, that you know you could stick Miles on somebody like Morris or like even Porter. Um, but um, yeah, like just I. They were, they were, they were. That was just a good decision, and the best decision of all was keeping Pirtle out there because Pirtle came up with some huge plays down the stretch. Um, Demar was kept carrying them with a couple of shots. He hit a tough shot over uh, Gortat, and then drove baseline over a couple of defenders and finished reverse to, to give the Raptors a couple of tough scores. But they're also like 
really aggressively attacking DeRozan. And DeRozan was very masterful in terms of his passing towards Pirtle. I mean, Pirtle, first off, credit to him for being in the right positions. But DeRozan had like a wraparound pass where he kind of like curved it into the lane, um, you know, where Pirtle could run into the ball and then, you know, finish. Pirtle was 3-3. Three three. Uh, and then another play where DeMar was coming downhill, kind of did a little hesitation step to freeze the defender who was um, helping at the rim. And then DeMar dumped it off to Pirtle, who also finished. Um, it was just a great performance from Pirtle in that perspective. And then on the other end, Pirtle was fucking fantastic on defense, man. Like, two huge blocks right at the rim um, coming from the help side in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, challenging Beal. Like, it's really tough to, to, to defend those actions with Beal because Gortat is such a big and, and uh, tough screener that, you know, you have to really pick your position well as a big in terms of what position do you step up to in terms of being able to shade Gortat away from the rim while also uh, being able to step up on, on, on Beal, and, and Pirtle did that better than any other big tonight um, for the Raptors, and, and you know, Pirtle forced Beal into a tough miss late in the game. I think that was like a four-point game at the time. And then Raptors had a Pirtle, uh, he had another big play where um, Beal was driving towards the rim. He beat his man, Pirtle came over to help, and then sealed off the baseline, and a turnover came, and, um, you know, just defensively, Proto was fantastic, and then uh, again, the rest of it was just Demar hitting some big shots, like, and and not just hitting big shots, but being like disruptive defensively, like him coming three steals is, is fantastic. It, he was really causing a lot of loose balls, um, and just tenacious defensively, um, and you know, Demar also coming up with a huge defensive rebound late in the game. I mean, you know, the Raptors, like I said earlier, were struggling all game with offensive rebounding. Wizards didn't crash as much late in the in the game because they had the value transition defense, but DeMar coming in with a huge defensive rebound and then just a couple of big baskets. Like, you know, you put all that together. It's a good performance in the clutch. The Raptors kind of got through. And, you know, realistically, um, the Raptors probably could have gotten through this game easier if they had some more open threes drop. Like, Siakam had a wide open three. DeMar had some open threes. DeLon Wright had two open threes. Uh, Fred Van Vliet shot one of six. A couple of those were open. Ibaka had an open three. Powell had an open three. Kyle hit one of five. Like, you put all that together, like, it's, you know, whatever. But, you know, Miles shooting six and nine with 20 points really does kind of offset a lot of that. Shout out to offset. Um, and then also just a free throw shooting. I don't know what it is. It, it was kind of rough against um, the Pistons. Who did they play? The Magic. It's kind of rough against the Magic, too. But tonight, it was just weird, Lynn. Um, you know, Ibaka shooting three of six, Valanciunas one of four. I don't know what was up with the rims in Washington, but ultimately the Raptors got it done. Uh, huge credit to Dwayne Casey. And this is overall a very entertaining game, like I said earlier. Um, if you have league pass or whatever, just go back and watch this game. Or if you're watching Raptors in 30, to be honest, the highlights don't even do this game justice. Like, you got to really see, like, the intricacies of, like, how the two coaches were responding and, and, and adjusting to each other. Because, at least for me, as a pure, as a basketball purist, that's the shit that gets you excited. So, um, fun game overall. Obviously, the Wizards have John Wall. Whatever. Um, they've been playing really well without John Wall, though. They were ten and four without John Wall coming into this game. Now they're ten and five. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Washington's had some big wins, and I don't have to tell you guys that. Like, Washington was like the last team to beat the Raptors before Milwaukee. So, you know, they respect to these dudes, man. They play really hard. Beal's a monster. Um, they're, they're a tough physical team. Sadoransky is really stepping up in like a Jose Calderon type way. And so, um, you know, I, you know, the Wizards are a tough team. I respect the Wizards. Um, 
Anyway, in terms of your three stars, it's pretty obvious. Demarcus the first star, uh, Miles gets the second star, and I'm gonna be part of the third star. So pretty straightforward there. And then in terms of your John Henderson Award, eh, it's kind of tough to say really. Like who really popped off for them? Like I guess Porter had like four twenty four points, but I felt like a lot of those were garbage points or coming off like. You know what I mean? Like, he was just, like, finishing, like, in the right position to finish some lucky plays. Um, but I, I guess I give it to Porter. 24 points is impressive, but I don't know. I just feel like he just got all that off scramble and, like, scraps. And I guess if you make the most of those, you know, credit to you. Marquise also had a nice game, to be honest. He hit some tough shots over Ibaka. But, and and even taking DeRozan into the post a couple times. But ultimately, um, very satisfying win for sure and and um not that it was a super tough test but um to beat uh another playoff team i mean the wizards are going to finish with the four seed like they always do um you know that's that's nothing to, to to sneeze at so um anyway thank you to everyone for listening please read my 10 things um just uh it was a really fun game so i think i put a lot of details in that one not the usual like i'm stuffing extra points trying to <laughs> come up with 10 things because some games you know there's not 10 like the Raptors play the Knicks and win I don't, I don't know if I really have 10 things but this game especially I, th- I thought there's a lot of good notes from it so uh check that out it's always on my pinned tweet and you can also f- see it on medium um and yeah I'll be back on Sunday to recap the the, the Hornets game um hopefully the Raptors can sweep the Hornets which would be nice man because you know you know, I, the Hornets have caused, caused us enough grief over the years. I, I hope we can sweep the Hornets. Anyway, if the Raptors come up with this type of effort, um, and if Dwayne Casey, I mean, like, yo, last thing, Dwayne Casey, just him finding solutions throughout games is just has been such a satisfying thing for the Raptors just to watch as a Raptors fan because, like, how many games are the Raptors, like, haven't done great in the first quarter, they make some adjustments, they come out at a halftime focus, and then they get shit done. I mean, like, defense, I guess... You know, in the clutch, it hasn't been the best, but just overall, the Raptors finding ways to get themselves back into these games. Like, that's been the story for all three of these Wizards games, or all four of the Wizards game this year. I've been in four times. Yeah, all four of the Wizards game this year. Like, they've, you know, come into a couple holes, whatever. The Wizards, obviously, very familiar with the Raptors. Two teams have been more or less similar for the last four years, five. Um, and they just like found ways to adjust one another and, 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 but the Raptors just steadily solving these games as they go. You can almost see, um, Dwayne Casey and the rest of the team, like working through this puzzle and figuring out what works and then, you know, capitalizing and ultimately coming up with a winning uh, strategy. So, um, just a fun game overall, fun game. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday. Oh, and uh, last thing, happy birthday to my dad. Uh, Happy birthday to Papa Lou. Um, A good man, a good man. Hopefully trying to live up to his name. So, all right, peace out. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.